Okay, Megan, it's been a while since I've done this, so forgive me if I'm rusty. <clears throat> oh, it's fun fiction! Hi, welcome back to Fun Fiction. I'm the living embodiment of a vape cloud, Scotty Moore. And I'm, I'm some new- preps getting a middle finger stuck up at them. Megan Danger. <laughs> I was waiting for, and I'm new here, Megan Danger. I'm that too. Look, I'm, we live in uncertain times. I'm allowed to be many things. I contain multitudes. Megan, I just I, when we did my immortal on this show in the past, I got to break it up into like five chapter chunks, and it it wasn't as bad because like I had moments, like you know, I had moments to step away from it. I think we did it like monthly, so it didn't really hit me how bad it was. But fuck, dude, I read the whole thing today, and I'm so physically upset at it. I read the whole thing today, too, which I had never done before in my life. Like everyone else, I read, like, the first, like, three chapters, maybe, ever. Yeah, and it it makes me upset because I know I'm then, in the future, going to have to record my audio to let the listeners listen to it, in which case, listeners, I'm real sorry about that. But just, holy shit, dude. Like, and what's bad is you brought up this point while we were talking earlier today. The moment you start realizing it's fake is the moment it stops being at least enjoyable. That's true. That was the other thing, because it's like I didn't remember that. Because, because yeah, you read the first little bit, and it, it does feel like something, especially, like, of the time, of, of the 2006 of which it was created, that it, yeah. that it could be real. It could be have been written by, like, a 12-year-old in 2006, and then it's amazing. And then you keep reading it, and it's it's so fake. It was so obviously yeah. written by a troll, and then it's just not fun at all, because once the sincerity is gone, then it, you're just slogging through it. Yeah, and like, I kind of, here's my thing, is, and we will do a plot synopsis, unfortunately, but there's a moment near the end where it almost gets kind of like, do you remember Lonely Girl 17? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, I guess, should we, should we like, die, should we like, double back in, in the year of our Lord 2020, like... Are there kids today who don't know what My Immortal is? Um, I well, it's about if you're listening to this show and you haven't heard My Immortal, go back and listen to the Harry Potter series, and they will have heard it. <laughs> it's the quote unquote worst fan fiction ever written. But yeah, you're right. Lonely Girl Seventeen, I should explain, was a YouTube series that was framed as a vlog, and it was just a girl living her normal life. And then it went on to be like, I'm in a cult and all kinds of weird stuff started happening. I wanted more of that in this because near the end of it, someone allegedly quote unquote hacks her account and starts publishing stuff under their name. I'm like, do more of that. And it's written, yeah, it's written in like a completely different style. It's spelled properly. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, apparently before we get into the synopsis, 
Apparently the person who wrote this, A, yes, it was fake, and B, was like a, is like a actual writer now? <laughs> like, has real memoirs and stuff pulled out? Maybe, because that's a whole thing in itself. Like, you, you, uh, you mentioned in our little trailer that we put out that, like, this is the loose end you want to tie up connecting, uh previous iteration of fun fiction to reboot fun fiction fun fiction the 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 legend of fun fiction fun fiction continues but like yeah 2.0 the history has tried to wrap up the loose end that is my immortal like back in back in 2017 someone came like so many people have come out saying like i've done my immortal i am spartacus yeah (laughs) And the main person is uh, a woman by the name of Rose Christo. And she got debunked, dude. Wait, really? Because from what I'm seeing, like, certain, her, apparently her brother came out and tried to debunk her. And then she came out and was like, okay, yes, certain things are true, but I did. She was one of the authors of My Immortal, which makes it weirder because now it's like fucking Banksy because now there's multiples. There's a team behind this. <laughs> That's what people have thought for a while now, that there were, like, at least two or three people involved. Yeah. It's like one of the Shakespeare theories, that there were, like, four Shakespeare's, which is bullshit, by the way. (laughs) There's only one Shakespeare, but that's another story for another day. If you want to hear about that, you can go to my other podcast where we talk about Shakespeare theory. (laughs) (laughs) Waka waka. I just love that it's just, like, two famous authors in history who people think there are multiple of. (laughs) William a fucking Shakespeare and then the person who wrote My Immortal. History doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Yes. Now, I I do want to get into our plot summary because I'm on Wikipedia and they've fucking did the job that I couldn't. Because after reading it, I was like, okay, I'll read it and then I will give my synopsis. And then I read it and said, I cannot tell you what the fuck I just read, because mm. it was so much. Uh, yep. The, pr- the protagonist of the story is Ebony Darkness Dementia Raven Way, a 17-year-old vampire who attends Hogwarts, <laughs> located in England as a member of Slytherin, represent. Hogwarts is depicted as being divided by between two cliques, the preps, and I love the Wikipedia person who wrote it, because they said the preps and the goths, G-O-F-F-S. The goth, the gothics. Gothics. <laughs> Ebony and all the sympathetic characters are part of the goth clique, while the members of the prep clique are portrayed unsympathetically. (laughs) Many of the main characters are given gothic makeovers, moved to Slytherin House, and renamed. Which, yeah, (laughs) sure, fuck it. Story begins by focusing on Ebony entering a relationship with Draco, who is depicted as shy, sensitive, and bisexual. What a mood. Draco invites Ebony to a good Charlotte concert in Hogsmeade. She agrees, and they fly together in Draco's flying car, which his car and every other fucking car has the license plate 666. Lest we forget. After the concert, they don't go back, but instead have sexual intercourse in the Forbidden Forest, but are witnessed by Hogwarts- He puts his thingy in her you-know-what. Yes. They are witnessed by Hogwarts' principal, Albus Dumbledore, often referred to as Albert Dumbledore, who yells- This is the best sentence. He he yells at them and derides them as motherfuckers. What the hell do you think you're doing, motherfuckers? 
Later, after learning that Draco used to date Vampire, also known as Harry Potter, Ebony becomes so angry that she runs into the Forbidden Forest where she meets Voldemort. Anyways. She learns this because he has a tattoo. Draco has a, a, a Vampire tattoo on his chest. Yeah. And she's just like, what? And then runs into a classroom. You motherfucker. Uh, and then I'm thinking, is that the same point where Draco shows up, but he's fully nude for yes. no apparent reason? Yeah, yeah, he's fully nude a lot, and he has a big dick, but she she notices that. She thinks, you know, he's got a big dick, but I'm so mad right now. <laughs> what a mood. Uh, Voldemort, speaking in faux archaic English, gives her a gun and demands that she kill Vampire, or else he will kill Draco, but Ebony refuses. Later on, Draco learns of this encounter and is so angry that Ebony kept it from him that he commits suicide, which is a moment that I knew I read on the show, and I forgot. In a subsequent scene, however, Vampire has a vision of Draco being held prisoner. The discrepancy between this and the earlier depiction of Draco having committed suicide isn't explained, though it might be possibly an intentional plot twist as prior setup suggests he could not die in the manner described. Should also be noted that Ebony herself attempts suicide multiple times throughout the story, and it seems to have no negative effects on her. I love that now Wikipedia is dragging the story. They're like, we know that is the plot summary but fuck you okay at some point yeah even even wikipedia is just like look man we're trying uh after rescuing draco from voldemort ebony and her friends uh, wait after okay after okay i read that wrong <laughs> after rescuing draco from voldemort Ebony and her friends attend a My Chemical Romance concert in Hogsmeade. After some songs have been played, the concert ends abruptly when the members of MCR reveal themselves to be Voldemort and the Death Eaters. I love that there were still some songs having been played, meaning that Voldemort was like, hey, we should fucking ramp them up a little bit before we reveal ourselves. <laughs> I know we I know we want to kill Harry Potter, but like, Gerard Way though. <laughs> Let's fucking vibe for a few, guys. <laughs> Uh, Voldemort, who had been disguised as lead vocalist Gerard Way, mm -hmm. proclaims his intent to kill Enobi e and Draco for the former's failure to kill Vampire, but they are saved by Albus Dumbledore, who has just given himself a gothic makeover. The next day, Dumbledore gives a gothic makeover to the Hogwarts Great Hall as well, but Ebony feels that he is a poser and dislikes him greatly, a sentiment shared by her friends. And now this is the point in the, in the article where Wikipedia is just trying to tie up all the loose ends of like, oh wait, fuck, this also happened because they're like, also Lucius Malfoy and Sirius are inexplicably shot by a gun-toting black guy, maybe Blade? There's also a secondary plot point in where Professor Trelawney slash Professor Sinestra combined into one character has an addiction to what might be Veritaserum. The third plot point sees McGonagall and Snape attempting to harm the protagonist. Yet another plot point follows Lupin and Snape being bisexuals who spy on Ebony, at one point resulting in a moment shortly after Draco's death where they're sitting on their broomsticks with Lupin masticating to Ebony bathing, to which she responds with shooting them a gazillion times. Oh, in addition, Hagrid is inexplicably a teenage Hogwarts student who has a crush on Ebony and who is also a Satanist. Are we caught up now? Because Wikipedia just tried so hard in that one paragraph. Oh, Hagrid's also in their band. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about the fucking He's band. He's in their band, yeah. 
Um, honestly, who whoever did this Wikipedia article is a fucking hero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ebony begins having mysterious visions to which she confronts Professor Sinister. After gazing into a black crystal ball, she is told she must travel back in time using a pensive to stop Tom Riddle, referred to as Tom Bombadil. <laughs> yes. Which is just another reason you know it's fake, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, it's, that's fake really funny but at the same time that's how you know it's not real that's not a mistake a teenage girl is going to make <laughs> that was one and then when he called azkaban azerbaijan i went ah fuck <laughs> and it made me mad because literally one of the future sammy magics was gonna be sammy magic in the curse of azerbaijan and i was like fuck <laughs> it's been taken curse you ebony dementia raven way uh, stop Tom from becoming Voldemort by seducing him and to retrieve a cure for sinister slash traveler's addiction to Volksimort serum. <laughs> Arriving in the past, she meets the young Riddle who calls himself Satan and also is mistakenly referred to as Tom Anderson, Tom Bombadil, and Stan. <laughs> hey, it's me. I'm here. It's me, Tom Rith. Uh, Sa Satan is in a band with James Potter, Snape, Sirius Black, and Lucius Malfoy, because fuck it. He is uncanonically depicted attending Hogwarts at the same time as the Marauders in what is further uncanonically portrayed as the 1980s. The author points out the anachronisms in these scenes, telling the readers to ignore them, because fuck you. There's also an unexplained cameo by a gothic Marty McFly who gives Ebony a black DeLorean that's able to turn into an iPod, allowing her to travel forward in time. That was, that was my moment. That was my moment where I went, they've given up on trying. They, they're just like, hey, we're gonna make it as goofy as possible. Honestly, would have improved the cursed child. Just throw that yeah. out there. <laughs> Ah, uh, Doc, you're, you're telling me that that this this child is cursed. Uh. That's heavy. That's heavy, Doc. That's heavy. <laughs> Eventually, Ebony brings Satan forward in time where he morphs into the present-day Voldemort. This leads to a confrontation between the forces of good and evil in the Great Hall. You are stretching it, Wikipedia, <laughs> in which Snape threatens to... Do something bad to Draco, but I'm not gonna say the word, if Ebony does not stab Vampire. The story ends ambiguously with a shootout between Snape and Draco, Snape summoning Voldemort, and Ebony firing off an Avada Kedavra curse, which is <laughs> misrepresented as Abracadabra. With with uh, the author claiming that she's gonna give an update, because she keeps going on vacation or whatever when she comes back next month. Yeah, and what? where was it? There was somewhere she said she was going to, and people were like, oh, she must live in Africa based off that. Oh, explain that the author was leaving W, commonly believed to be Dubai. I'm like, no. Also, Dubai is not in... No, wait, Dubai's Saudi... We're going to edit this so we don't sound fucking stupid. No, Dubai... No, I know, as a human being and definitely not someone who's currently on Wikipedia, that Dubai is the most populous city in the United Arab Emirates and is the capital of the Emirate of Dubai. That's what I know mm. personally mm -hmm. as a human. Yes, just, just, just as, a, as a smart person. As a smart person, I'm aware of that. And I'm aware that it is in the continent of... Oh, fuck, is that... This could be Saudi Arabia. Yeah, Asia... Well, not a continent. Yeah, Saudi Arabia is not a continent. 
I know that it is a sovereign state in Western Asia at the northeast end of the Arabian Peninsula. That's what I know personally. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's all, that's all that. Now I do, I do love this because I found myimmortalrehost.webs.com, which is a shockingly good, but also definitely looks like it was made in the 90s website. Like it, it looks like someone's MySpace page and there are all the chapters, there are videos, there are downloads, and there's finally this page and it's what, what happened, happened to my immortal? We found the same website. <laughs> Would you like to go over what happened? Because holy fuck, it's got some great quotes at the end. Due to millions of people giving incorrect information buzzing around the internet, I wish to set the record straight about what happened to the story. My Immortal was submitted and hosted on fanfiction.com some point in 2006 and achieved massive popularity. Fanfiction, for some unknown reason, went on a campaign of deleting various stories from their website in late 2008, and this process appears to still be continuing. My Immortal and many My Immortal-inspired stories, such as Emma Wizard, I don't know what this I'm a, wi- I'm a, a wizard. wizard. We're de- I'm a wizard, Dad. <laughs> I got magical spells. <laughs> We're deleted. To repeat a point, it is at the moment, parentheses, December 4th, 2008, a wonderful stamp in time there, unknown to why fanfiction has deleted these stories. Some of these stories were resubmitted on fanfiction.com, sometimes by their original author, and the vast majority were deleted again. Shortly before My Immortal's deletion, My Immortal 2 was released by someone claiming to be Tara Gillespie, who was the original uh, the re- original author from what we know. We don't know if that yeah. was a pseudonym or what or who this is. This was later revealed to be someone posing as Tara, who then claimed to be a hacker in control of the account, which was also bullcrap. My Immortal <laughs> 2 was not written by Tara Gillespie and hence is not part of the official My Immortal story. But if you find a copy, I'm sure it's still a good lols. Also, you may hear stories of quote, Tara's boyfriend. These stories apply to the same person who was behind My Immortal 2. As of the moment, Tara Gillespie has not made any new parts of the story uh, since July 2007 and is not expected to create any more. I fucking can't on this fucking You gotta gate. let me finish. It gets, it gets This better. fucking gatekeeper of just like, this is not the official lore. This is not canon. This is all the information that is verifiable. If you know why fanfiction deleted my immortal and can verify it slash have evidence, etc., then please make that information public. Theories to why fanfiction deleted my immortal. Number one. This is like a yeah, picture, picture, maybe I'll put it in the music to like BuzzFeed Unsolved. <laughs> Number one, fanfiction are preps. Number two, fanfiction deleted it due to inappropriate content, such as sex scenes or copyright infringement. Number three, fanfiction could not bear to look at such awful abuse of the English language anymore. Number four, fanfiction just wanted to spoil our lols. Number five, so many preps reported it, which links back to point two and one. Either way, be sure to sign the petition to get my immortal back on fanfiction. And I love if you click it, it just it takes you to a page that says, The End. <laughs> 
I just, did you mean to read that with the exact cadence of the fucking number 10 Burger King foot lettuce? Because <laughs> that was, it was so pristine. I loved it. <laughs> I, <laughs> number one, fan fiction or preps. Oh, fuck. Holy shit, dude. This story, I also, Rose Christo is not on uh, Twitter because I was this close to being like, how can we get her on the fucking show? Oh, I no, know she's, just... not, she's not going to expose herself any more than she has to. <laughs> <laughs> no, we gotta bring her in. We'll just be like, hey, what was next? <laughs> what was your next part? Because she was on Tumblr and then they started putting together that shit wasn't adding up. Yeah. Imagine having that bad of a writing career. That you're like, how do I get a couple extra eyes on me? Oh, why don't I say I wrote the worst shit of all time? <laughs> why don't I do that? Well, because, like, she atta- she tried to attach this, like, inspiring, like, story to it. Yeah, because I saw it was, she was like, I grew up as a Native American, and I think, like, New York was? It was somewhere. And she was like, and so I, then I wrote My Immortal. Yeah, because, like, I was separated from, like, my brother and, like, something, and, like, to find each other again. And, like, it was, like, this whole weird, like, Lifetime original movie thing and and then her brother popped up or something or someone claiming to be her brother this whole weird thing was just like no yeah (laughs) okay so it's now our job i think to finish my immortal because it does kind of end (laughs) in a in a a rocky 2-esque painting like fucking she got Avada Kedavra. You're the best around. Nothing's ever good. It does at that moment. Yeah. Locked in eternal combat. So I, I gave you the okay for everyone in the in the future. That's not what this show's gonna be. We're just gonna make fan fiction on what we want to talk about. But this was just so juicy to sink our teeth into. This was just a hard thing that Scotty made me do. This was a tr- this was a trap that Scotty tricked me into. <laughs> They came and were like, hey, you want to do a fun show where we do fan fiction about things we like? And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. And then, yeah, but the first time we're going to fix my immortal. And I was like, what? Wait. What? what, what? It was like, you've successfully fallen into my trap card. And I was like, <laughs> this feels unfair. <laughs> it, it, it is straight up like... This is this is your like I I've brought you into the frat and this is your hazing period. I do feel as though I have been hazed. <laughs> so, here is my concept and it actually starts the year after the Battle of Hogwarts and it's it's been tough for the old Weasley family. Their once bustling home is now gone. All of their children have left them. It's now just those two crazy old gingers sitting there, and they're not happy about it anymore. They want some excitement. Also, their child did almost die in a war, so they're like, well, we better start re-upping now just in case. <laughs> so they end up a uh, adopting a seven-year-old boy from a local orphanage. His name is it, Seth. It orphanage. It orphanage. <laughs> and uh, it's right after the Battle of Hogwarts, and old Seth doesn't... That's, fuck it, he doesn't fit in. He is a seven-year-old orphan. He's kind of been jaded. Uh, while the Weasleys will celebrate and eat dinner, Seth just stays in his room, listens to music, plays with his N64. And uh, 2002, he finally attends Hogwarts. So I guess they got him from, like, a wizard adoption center. So I guess that's a thing that exists now. Sure, why not? 
So uh, he goes to Hogwarts. Everybody's really excited. The Weasleys are excited that, oh, there's another child. There's another Weasley in Hogwarts. And Gryffindor is pumped because they're like, fuck yeah. New Weasley? <laughs> Hell yeah. Fresh Weasley. But unfortunately, Seth is not welcomed into Gryffindor. Seth gets sorted into Slytherin. Having been raised by this great wizarding family with a proud Gryffindor heritage, Seth is pissed off to all hell. He's furious that he's in Slytherin, and so he spends most of his time not in Slytherin house, but hanging out with the Gryffindors, mocking the Slytherins, and dismissing them as preps. So, that's just backstory. That's the opening shot of this film. During his fifth year, Slytherin welcomes in a young girl named Harmony Way. A first year who is completely enamored with Seth. He's this big, confident, big man on campus. And so she is drawn to him immediately. And he's like, fuck yeah, because now he has someone he has power over. And he immediately says, no, you can't stay with your friends. You need to come with me. You need to be with the Gryffindors. And he's talking up Gryffindors being this amazing thing. He starts talking about the Second Wizarding War and talking about, like, no, Gryffindors were the heroes there. And the biggest heroes were the Weasleys. I should know. I was there. Complete fucking lie. Totally lies to her. Um, there's a romance that blooms between them, of course. Harmony dyes her hair black, starts being aggressive to her friends. One day, Seth is just being a complete dick and pulls out, like, an ebony rock and is like, This rock's like you, Harmony. Contains so much darkness and pain. No one really wants to be around it, but real brave souls like me see the true beauty as we stare into it, manipulating the fuck out of her um oh, also no. she when he opens uh, when he talks about the second wizarding war and teaches her about it she keeps talking about how cute draco is and it keeps pissing him off uh, eventually one day there is a duel between her and her former friend because her friends are just straight up like this dude is fucking you up this dude is an asshole why are you doing this and she gets mad challenges to a wizard's duel and so then they duel, and she gets knocked to the ground, and then Seth steps in for her and just starts maliciously casting shit at her over and over again, beating the living hell out of Harmony's friend. And that's the moment she realizes, oh, fuck this guy. He's actually a sociopath. She gets up, tackles Seth to the ground, saving her friend, and Seth immediately breaks up with her and calls her a prep. And from there on out, Seth and the rest of the Gryffindor kind of bullies constantly mock her, berate her. Harmony is really subject to a lot of bullshit. During a really vicious night, uh, Seth finds her alone and actually forces himself on her, like kisses her. And then she's like, oh, wait, is he back? And then realizes everyone's laughing at her and she looks and sees all the Gryffindors. It was just a ruse to kind of show how much power he has over her. And she is furious and says she's going to go tell McGonagall. And so Seth freaks out about this and is like, no, 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 that's, that's not right. Chases after her, chases her into an empty dueling hall. Once he realizes there's no one around, he casts Crucio. Oh, no. And and sends her to the ground in pain, and she goes maniacally crazy and is forced into a coma. And during that coma, 
she relives the events of the second Wizarding War, but it is the twisted, warped visions that we see through the plot of My Immortal. My Immortal is a Crucio cast remembrance of what the second <laughs> Wizarding War is. And so, like, the hacker that breaks in halfway is actually Seth telling her, like, no, all of this is stupid. Because, like, Ebony's a fucking Mary Sue. Like, that's clear, but it's also how she's gaining her powers by embodying this person that's Ebony, Dimension, Darkness, Raven, Way. And so, like, the the quote-unquote preps and all of the flamers are actually Seth and the Gryffindors mocking her in her head. And the only thing I'd change from the initial story is at the end, Ebony's got all the evil surrounding her, but she also has Seth and the Gryffindors. And she casts a Vada Kedavra, goes into a huge blast of light, and then she wakes up. And then that's the moment where, like, the nurses are like, wait, no, 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 you need to you need to rest. And she goes, no, I don't. And she rushes to the library, gets out the book on the second Wizarding War, starts reading about it and realizing that, like, oh, wait, no, everybody was part of that Wizarding War. Everyone was important as a part of that. And she also realizes, like, oh, the fucking Weasleys weren't the big deal. It was Harry and it was this person, it was this person. So, uh... Also, during this time, like, as she wakes up, she realizes that Seth is being lauded as a hero. The whole fucking school is on search for this horrible person who did this thing to Harmony. And it's not, like, you can't find it because it's Seth. So everyone's like, Seth, you saved her. We're so proud of you. And so she finds out everything she needs to find out. And then later that evening, confronts Seth. And they get into a screaming fight. And she feels so small because the Gryffindors are there helping them. And then she finally pulls out that book, pulls out the history of the Second Wizarding War, and says that all of his stories were bullshit. And then she pulls out a second book that shows the family trees of all the famous Wizarding families and turns to the page of the Weasleys and points out that Seth is nowhere in the book. All the Gryffindors stare him down like, who the fuck are you? What are you talking about? You've lied to us. And Seth goes, no, 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 they did. They raised me. They they really did. And all the Gryffindors abandoned him. And Seth is now blown up. He's lost his friends. And uh, everything's coming back to bite him in the ass. And he just stares back at Harmony and says, "If do you want to know the truth? Do you want to know the real truth about all of this? And rips the book away from her and flips through it. And, she, and the whole time screaming, like, do you want to know where I really deserve to be in this book? Do you? And he stops on the page for the Lestrange family tree and establishes that Seth is the bastard son and nephew of Bellatrix Lestrange, the son of Rabastan Lestrange. And he screams furiously about that being his heritage, the heritage he tried to run, run from and that she ruined it. Screams that she forced his hand to become what he had always feared he'd become. Furious, screaming out that it's her fault that she made him cast Crucio. And at that exact same moment, he feels something brush up against his leg. And he looks down to see a small cat staring up at him. Fucking furious. It is the headmaster herself, Minerva McGonagall, who reappears in normal form and takes Seth away to be put into a juvenile Azkaban, I guess. (laughs) And so at that point, the Gryffindors come. They apologize to Harmony. And they ask Harmony, like, do you want to come hang out? And she says, sure, but only if my friends can come. And with that, she begins to unite Gryffindors 
with Slytherins, with Hufflepuffs, with Ravenclaws, because if there's one thing she learned in her nightmare coma, it's that the wizarding world is stronger together than it is apart. And that is my story. That is what I think happened after the end of My Immortal. She fucks up this nerd named Seth. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> you put a, you put a lot of work into this. Nah, it only took me like 30 minutes, but like once I had the idea, I went, "Okay, I got this. I got this." When you did, when you texted me and you were like, "I think I fixed My Immortal." You weren't fucking around. I was like invested. Like, it'd be such a fun movie, too, because, like, yes, you would have her playing the character of Ebony once she gets into the dream and everything's warped and fucked up, but then there will be the moments where she's- it's like Captain Marvel. She starts remembering shit from the normal world. Like, you would have context. Yeah, there's context for why everything's going wrong. It also, it establishes, like- Slytherins can be good. Slytherins are good. Because, like, that's his big crux the whole time. It's like, no, Slytherin's a bad house. Slytherin's terrible. Because he's trying to run away from his heritage. Whereas Harmony is not. She's just like, no, this is just who we are. It's fine. And what I like about it in, is the fact that it ends with... Because at first I was like, they're gonna fucking fight with wizard magics. And then I went, wait, she's a Slytherin. She's a Slytherin. She wouldn't do that. She'd be cunning. She'd be clever. She would blatantly, in front of everybody, show them all that Seth is a liar. And I was like, okay, I got this. Yeah, no, that's sick. That's good. Also, we've gone like a half hour and neither of us has said fuck J.K. Rowling yet. So, like, I feel like we're legally required that we have to say, like, fuck J.K. Rowling. I made a whole podcast to say fuck you, J.K. Rowling. That's my series of books now. It's true. Sammy Magic, available everywhere. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Scotty made a whole podcast just specifically to say, fuck you, J.K. Rowling. Every episode ends with the with the uh, phrase, this is a parody, you can't sue me, fuck you, stay away. Okay, so that's my, do you have any questions about this world I've created? This no, dark? This is beautiful, rich tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that is my idea. What have you brought to the table? nothing is good okay so what i started thinking about was timelines and why this there's a lot there's a lot of them in here it's true what i started thinking about was meta timelines and why this fan fiction was never finished perhaps that it was written primarily uh in 2006 2007 and then i started thinking about the sensibility the humor you know that that we were that we were just saying. You know, Azkaban being called uh, Azerbaijan. Yeah. Uh, Tom Riddle being called Tom Bombadil. The fact that the Twilight film came out in two thousand eight, which means no. that a lot of Fuck the you. filming would have taken place over the course of two thousand seven. And so I started thinking that. Um, so is this is this a full fiction or is this just a theory? It's not really a full fiction. It's more. Like, we see, like, a figure hunched over the computer, typing, being, like, you know, talking about different outfits, being like, stop with your, stop with your flaming, this one's for, for my gothic fans, leaving all of my good reviews, you know, I'm gonna post my, my big updates there, they're passing the days, you know, we've got these big, these big gaps in the updates, as we, we try to figure out the, the, the true identity 
of of ebony, darkness, dementia, raven way. Oh my god. Oh my god, I hate it. I hate it, but I love it. I hate it, but I the love hater it so of, much. The hater of preps. And I'm thinking, you know, all these characters that get mentioned. Harry, Ron, Hermione, Draco, Hagrid, Satan. <laughs> Real literal Satan. <laughs> actual literal Satan. I don't think, now, I mean, I, I did read it all and it is kind of a blur. It does come together very horrifyingly. We don't really hear anything about Cedric, do we? Well, I mean, he might be dead at this point. Like, this sounds like it's later in the series. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, I just put two and two together. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, fuck, I hate it. My fan fiction is not so much finishing my immortal, but a fan fiction theory of why the fan fiction was never finished. And that's because the true author in this fan fiction that I'm writing in my head, I'm like uh, fucking... What's his name? Fred from Scooby Doo. Oh. Walk it up, and I'm and I'm going. I'm going. Hey, let's see who you really are. And I pull off the rubber mask, and Robert Pattinson. Oh my God, no! It all no. adds up. Think about it. It all makes sense. And then. He's so good at proposing all of these, like, confusing riddles for us to leave that it makes him the perfect man to go on and fight the Riddler. (laughs) It works so well. I'm saying he was writing this while they were filming Twilight. So what you're saying is this was a conspiracy theory. It was a conspiracy to take down Harry Potter to make Twilight the dominant dominant tween book series. Well, I mean, I wasn't really going to go that deep with it. I just mean he probably had a miserable time filming Harry Potter. And so this was him fucking around while he was having a miserable time filming Twilight. Oh, no, no, I've got my fucking, I got my, I got my cork board out. I've got the push pins in it all connected. He's trying to break Harry Potter so that way Twilight wins. All the while trying to figure out his recipe for the perfect, what was it, a perfect burrito in the microwave? No, it was his weird fucking pasta puff on a hamburger (laughs) He's got, I don't know why in this world Robert Pattinson has, like, a fucking Igor. He has an assistant, but they're just like, bring me my papers. I'm going to work on my project today, Igor. Bring uh, shall me I, my pasta bun. Shall I, shall I bring out the pasta bun, sir? No, it's not ready. They're not ready for that one yet. Bring me my immortal. Dun, dun, dun. I just picture him, like, just typing with his elbows. Just <laughs> bored out of his fucking skull giggling to himself because he would he would be like just be like yep yeah mcr tom bombadil like thinking it was the funniest shit in the world knows just enough about harry potter probably writing dumbledore wrong in three different ways without even realizing he's doing it wait so hold on in this fiction is he purposefully writing it bad or is this how robert pattinson writes fiction because i much prefer this second world where robert pattinson is really shit at writing normal things i think it's a little bit of both (laughs) (laughs) and it just he comes to this this epic conclusion like because i think like some of it he's writing bad on purpose 
Like, yeah. like he's misspelling and does have a little bit of purpose, but like, like Ebony yelling out abracadabra instead of avada uh, kedavra is literally him being like, "What the fuck was it? Did did wizards yell in the thing?" abracadabra yeah it was probably that i don't fucking remember when we were on set jesus yeah abracadabra that was probably it <laughs> man how far do you think that motherfucker ran when he started hearing about cursed child he was like no 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 i ain't coming back for this fuck you you'll never get me you'll never take me alive probably just as far when when with twilight <laughs> Wait, what if he ghost wrote Cursed Child? Because he's like, now I can... Because like, at that point, he realized Twilight, no. So then he was like, okay, I need to get back in the Harry Potter series. JK, here's a manuscript. I come back. How? Time travel. Fuck you. Whoa, because, wait. Wait, because think about... Because when Cursed Child came out, everyone was joking anyway. Because it was Voldemort's time travel. It was literally the plot was Voldemort's time traveling daughter. That was the prevailing joke. I remember that was the meme of the time. Everyone was like, oh my God, Cursed Child is just my immortal for the stage. It's Voldemort's time traveling daughter. It's Ebony Darkness Dementia Ravenway. So what if you're right? Oh my God. (laughs) Hold on, going to Twitter. I'm a fucking tweet this fool. Yo, Arpats. I know you're playing ba- like you're Batman now and shit. I fucking would love if like a month before Batman comes out, there's a fucking fan fiction that drops about Robin time traveling to save Batman. It's like he does it with everything. He's done it with everything. Robin saw some preps. He put his middle finger up at them. <laughs> And then he said, fuck Batman. Wait, that happened already. Shit. Damn it, son of a bitch. Oh, fuck. That is such a... At first I was like, oh no, they don't have a full fiction. Oh no, is this going to be okay? And then you found the richest vein. You found the... You hit that vein and blood just started spurting out of it. You you went. (laughs) Well, because I was having a really hard time because I'm like, I can't think of how I would, like, fix this. But then I started just thinking about the, like, dates and things. I don't, it just, like, pop. like, I was starting to think of, like, who the author could be. And then, I don't know, I was thinking of gags. And then I was thinking about dates. And then I was like, wait, wait. And then I just started, <laughs> go, I started going, like, full conspiracy theory weirdo. And I'm like, it suddenly makes all you, of the you sense. You turned into fucking Charlie from It's Always Sunny. You're like, oh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about My Immortal. Can we talk about My Immortal, please? Because I've been waiting to talk to you about My Immortal all day. I, I absolutely, yeah. No, I had I had a Charlie moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy I'm not the only person who gets infused with that, because, like, that's what I did. I told you when we did Twilight on this show, I said, I got to figure out a way to watch Twilight. Well, what else relates to that kind of culture? Fallout Boy. (laughs) So that just jammed a Fallout Boy while watching Twilight, and it made it so much fucking better. Okay, any final final thoughts on My Immortal at this point? Um, I wish we knew who wrote it. Right? I really do. I want to bring him on this show and be like, help us. Help us make the worst. Just tell us. Like, because I, I just I want to know. 
Well, like, because I've read quite a bit of fan fiction because of this show, and I'm like, there were so many tropes left untapped. You hit the Mary Sue trope, yes, but you barely got into crossovers. You barely <laughs> did uh, sh shipping. You barely did anything super intense. Come on! We've got so many more tropes to play with now. Well, it was also 2006. Like, there, yeah. were, there, were, there were very many... There were many things that weren't things yet. Like, the sequel would be like My Immortal 2 Fridging the Gays, is what the next one would be called. Then My Immortal 2 Alphas and Omegas. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many things I wish I didn't know about. Yeah. There, there are so many things when I see... There are so many words that I see strung together on the internet that I look at and I go, I wish I didn't know what those words meant. Hold on, let's just quickly Ron Harry Impreg. No, let's see. don't don't do that. Don't Google that. Fucking first things from archive of our own. Pregnant Ron. <sighs> Fertile Weasley. Uh -huh. A birth at the Hogwarts. Oh man, Impreg.livejournal.com. I can't remember the last time I saw any Harry Ron Impreg, or even if I have it all. Anybody know of any, even if it's your own? An outstanding Harry Ron Impreg in sympathetic magic. It's very long because they take the time to build the relationship properly. Oh, well, you know, if they take the time. That's, that's, what, that's important. what's important. Scotty, it's a Tuesday night. Don't, don't, don't do this to me. Uh, <laughs> don't do this to me on a Tuesday night. Aw, oh, son of a bitch. The first, I went to images because of, of Because course. you hate yourself. Yeah, but the fourth image isn't even them. It's it's uh, Castiel from Supernatural pregnant and Sam and Dean are arguing over whose baby it is. That's not what I came here for. I've seen like maybe two episodes of Supernatural ever. I don't even know who one of those men are. I, he's the angel man, right? I know there's yeah. the brothers and the angel men. I know people want the brothers to fuck a lot, which is gross and bad. That's too much for me, yes. And I will admit that most of the reason I've even seen a couple of those episodes is, is the very early ones, because I think the guy who played their dad is hot. Oh, yeah, no, no, no doubt. He's evil, but he's also very, very hot. Yeah, yeah, most of the things he does, he's evil on, which is a problem for me. I've also sent you a very nice cover art for a fan fiction called Snape's Everything, and it's- Why are you doing- why- <laughs> god damn it, alright. I'll just go oh, on over to Facebook, it's god. a nice picture of Snape cuddling Snape. Harry and they're holding oh, a baby. Oh no! Why? No! <laughs> I love it! No. The baby looks like it, like, like, you remember the fucking Ghostbusters sequel? Yeah. When the baby gets the evil face. Yeah, the baby looks like the evil medieval man from Ghostbusters 2. Can I just say, when we had our baby? Harry looks like he's disassociating, which to be honest, <laughs> I would be too. I <laughs> just look back at it. No, in all honesty, when me and my wife had our baby, the biggest fear in my mind would be the baby doing that, like getting the, the fucking Vigo face. And now my baby has learned to furrow her eyebrows to look like an evil old man. And I'm like, you're fucking taunting me. You know your dad's greatest fear. You know what? I see. I don't intend on on having children. So that that that's not a worry that ever like had crossed my mind. But that's really funny 
now that that's something that to worry about your your baby getting Vigo face. <laughs> <laughs> I love if it was a medical diagnosis. Your baby's got a real bad case of Vigo. I'm so sorry. Your baby has Vigo face. Your baby caught the Vigo. It's the worst we've seen. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Well, we've done my immortal. We fixed it. We did. And we also successfully figured out who the fuck wrote it. Robert Pattinson. (laughs) Robert fucking Pattinson. So until next time, Megan, where could people find you on the internet? None of your fucking business, no. Um, (laughs) Don't look for me. Um, You can find me on Oh No Lit Class, the podcast about classic literature and ding-dong humor. That's at onolitclass.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, You can also follow me on Twitter at what the fuck am I? <laughs> Where can Is you it Meg me Danger? Yeah, you can also follow me on Twitter at Meg underscore Danger. If you want to hear me yell about how anxious I am all the time, or... No, you know what? That's 90% of what it is. With, with occasionally, like, my hot takes about cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I fucking accidentally clicked on the Hamprig tab again. <laughs> Scotty! Where, where do people find what you, what you do when you're not looking at Empreg? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book, BS vs. the Gods, on Amazon, and you can check out all the other BS Network products, including Sammy Magic. If you like fan fiction, just imagine a... Me just doing Harry Potter, but better. And that's what the many adventures of Sammy Magic are. And you can find all of that at a load of pure BS. Our theme music was created by Best Day. And you can, if you if you like to jam to those good, good tunes, you can um, find more of them at soundcloud.com slash best hyphen day. That's right, and remember to support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash a load of BS gets you access to tons of exclusive content from all the different BS network shows. I've yet to figure out what the fuck exclusive shit we could do for this show. Maybe just have us talk about nothing for an hour. Who knows? And you can get that at Patreon.com and pick up your fun fiction merch at merch.loadofpurebs.com. And, oh fuck, we don't have a... We don't have a way to end in the show. Oh, shit. Damn. Um, Maybe I can just read the name of a fan fiction every week. The funniest name for a fan fiction pertinent. Um, oh, shit. There's not many good names of impreg porn. <laughs> I'm, I'm Megan. Yeah, Scotty. There's not many good names of impreg porn. Bye. <laughs> That's the, 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 the no more impreg porn. <laughs>